So tonight's Monday Night Raw was up and down for me. It was one of those nights where, and this is rare, for anybody who knows me, know that I usually typically enjoy Monday Night Raw. But tonight's episode was a little bit all over the place. We had some story progression and, you know, a little bit of the obvious when it comes to the build for SummerSlam. But a lot of the other stuff was just kind of weird. But before I get into the Monday Night Raw uh, post show, I was going to call a review. We're rebranding around here, okay? It's the post show. Monday Night Raw post show. Um, I want to say thank you uh, for to those of you who are listening, who are back listening. If you're new listening, welcome to the Within the Ropes podcast, Monday Night Raw post show. Um, why post show instead of review? Because review is kind of like reviewing the entire show. That That's how I feel. And post show is kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that's, you kind of lead, I don't know. It's like anything goes, no holes barred, or I don't know. That's just my take on it. Um, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do something a little different because of the new addition to the flagship show. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Monday Night Raw for 45 minutes. I'm only just going to go over some of the matches, talk about some highlights from them, um, what I liked, what I didn't like. Just real quick, quick shots. Bam, 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 bam. Y'all know how I go. Um, if you're new, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, visit Within the Ropes podcast.com. Literally everything is there, every episode, um, all the socials. Um, follow me at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram, at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram. I'm the host. That's right, from the Queen City. Welcome back. It feels good to be doing one of these. It's been a week. It has been a week? No, it's been. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's been it's been a while. I didn't do any reviews last week, but this week I'm back doing some reviews Um, before I get into. I said review again. God damn it. I guess I'm reviewing raw on the raw post show. There we go. That's that's how we're going to do it. Uh, Before I get into raw, though, I want to talk about. A few things uh, that's ha- been happening today. Uh, Bray Wyatt, for the first time, kind of spoke since his release. Not really spoke, but he posted a picture of like this painting or drawing or whatever. And he said, you can't kill it. Very uh, mysterious and cryptic, if you will. A lot of people responded and was like, whoa, you know, but. I looked at it and I was just like, cool, not that big of a deal. Um, and then I want to, I I, want to read, uh, what Fightful had reported, like just as the show was getting ready to go on air. Um, and it says that there were false reports of mental health issues and that Bray Wyatt was 100% healthy and able to wrestle. Um, I'm not sure what episode or what podcast I said this on, but I know I said it. We don't know what these people are going through. If you're someone on Twitter or in the, in the wrestling community, whether it be online or whatever, stop speculating, stop 
talking about people and what you think they might be going through or whatever. Because reports are saying he wasn't going through any mental health issues just because his friend, yes, Brody Lee was his friend. Rest in peace to, to Brody Lee, a.k.a. Access Harper. Y'all know the deal. For those of you who know me, that's, that's the nickname that I gave him. Um, just because he passed doesn't necessarily mean that he collapsed and he just couldn't come to work and did. Some people are like that, but not everybody. And we can't just put that on somebody just because, you know, we want to give a reason or we, 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 we want to act like we know uh, what people are going through. I hate that, especially when it comes to mental health. That's a very, 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 very important, serious thing. So to put that on him and make everybody believe whoever made that up and said that speculated that or whatever, um, whoever made that up and made it seem like that that's why he's been off TV because he's been going through a lot of mental health. Shut the fuck up. Stop doing that shit. Stop reporting false shit like that when it comes to people on their mental or their health, anything. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Um. I want to, let me see, I, I guess, um, according to Fightful, it says that he was slated to return to Raw tonight in Orlando prior to the release. Boy, wouldn't that have helped the goddamn show? It would have helped the show out tremendously, in my opinion. Look, man, I'm not going to say the show was that bad, but it just, like I said, it was up and down. It wasn't one of the most exciting, but there was some rematches. I'm f- I'm forgetting it. like who else is on the I'm going to have to like go through and check and look and see who's on the raw roster because I just don't know anymore. I don't know. And then like the boos and the cheers. That's another thing from tonight. The boos and the cheers. I just I didn't know if what was real and what wasn't because I know that they've been piping in cheers and I don't know. We heard fucking fake crowd noises uh, for the vast majority of what the last two years or year and a half, two years, whatever. And so I don't know, maybe my ears are just trained to hear the fake crowd noise. I don't know. Um, we'll see though. Next time I go to a WWE live event, hopefully I'll be able to tell by then. Um, but yeah, man, Bray Wyatt. So that news, um, came out earlier today, like just right before raw. <sighs> Let's stop doing that guys. Wrestling fans on the internet, wrestling fans in general all over. Let's stop talking about wrestlers' mental health and what we think they're going through. Because we don't know. We don't know what they're going through. Um, but let's get into it. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, they kicked it off. They, they started off with Randy Orton. Now, a lot of you online were upset that they announced um, that Randy Orton was coming back and he was kicking off the show. I've seen some people... And the comments saying, oh, why didn't they just save it for a surprise? Come on. We know how WWE get down. This is this is what they do. This is how this is how they operate. So you should not be surprised that they would pre-announce um, a Randy Orton return or whatever, if you will. I mean, you know, there was also reports that Jeff Hardy uh, was in the building. So he was. He made his return tonight, and then there was also reports of several NXT talent um, backstage as well, I believe. Let me pull it up because 
You know, I'll be forgetting. There's a lot of fucking shit going on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Who was um backstage tonight? I know Dakota Kai, Odyssey Jones. Hold on, who else? I don't want to say the wrong names. I know it was Dakota Kai, Odyssey. God damn it. Who is it? Oh. Wait. Yeah, Dakota Kai, Odyssey Jones. Uh, I, I see a report said uh, P, PW Insider said R- Riddick Moss or something like that. I don't know. Um, who else? Aaliyah, Austin Theory, um, and I think that's it. Keith Lee wrestled on main event, and and Z- oh, Zylee, Aaliyah, Odyssey Jones, um, Austin Theory, Dakota Kai, they were all backstage. I believe uh, Odyssey Jones, Z- uh, Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, Austin Theory, they all wrestled on main event, so I don't know. We'll be seeing them on a one of the next episodes of main event. So, um, Rick Moss was backstage, but he did not make an appearance on raw. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. So NXT talent was backstage at tonight's raw. And I guess you know what? I guess I'll comment on this since it's still early. I don't want to wait until Sunday. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Got a new flagship, uh, show dropping every Sunday. That's where I'm just going to go over a lot of the wrestling news and things that's happened throughout the week. If there's nothing new that happens throughout the week, then guess what? I'll find wrestling topics to talk about, and I'll give my opinion to the highest of my abilities, and I'll have some guests on. I won't be by myself uh, a lot of those episodes, so it'll be fun. Um, NXT. I made a tweet earlier today um, in regards to NXT and and what their future uh, is going to look like. Um, apparently, they're going to go back into developmental mode and there's going to be some more releases and things like that. Look, me personally, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think NXT is due for a revamp anyways. I do think in terms of the quote-unquote war, uh, they lost. They took the L. AEW won. Uh, round one, round two, round three. Uh, uh, strike one, strike two, strike three. Knockout punch. It's it's over. The match is over. The game is over. Uh, NXT lost, and and um, from the reports, it looks like Vince McMahon wants to go back to developmental for NXT. To and the way I understand it, and the way that I would take it, or at least I would want it, is for Vince to get back in that mode and WWE to get back in that mode where they're kind of building stars on their own. If you think about it, a lot of the champions, a lot of the people who've come through the NXT system and been successful weren't homegrown NXT people. These were people that Triple H brought in that were, you know, hot commodities on the indies and things of that nature. So I think Vince wants to get back into character creating. I think he wants to get back into building stars from the ground up. Um, I don't know who it was, but I, I actually repeated it. Somebody said something on Twitter. If I knew off the top of my dome, I would shout you out. Um, but I agree with the point that um, maybe Vince McMahon, you know, likes guys who he could look at and repackage and change however and whenever he wants. He can't do that to an AJ Styles. AJ Styles was made elsewhere. He can't do that to an Adam Cole. He can't do that to a, 
you know, um, Samoa Joe. You know, he would he wouldn't be able to do that to a Kenny Omega or a Young Bucks. That's why they're not there, right? He can't do that to a lot. Uh, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura. He can't do that to these guys. You know, so maybe Vince wants more guys and girls that he could, you know, be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I know you're freaking, you're, I don't know, you're Becky Lynch today, but you know what? Next week, we're going to redebut, we're repackaging you. You're going to be Lynch Becky. You know what I'm saying? I think Vince wants to, and that's what we know. Vince to be if you if you've watched WWE for a long time WWF all that you know that he used to make like he made stars I believe Sean Ross Sapp shout out to him I, I I'm not I'm, I don't want to take credit for something that he said but he said recently on his Twitter that you know Vince McMahon used to make stars we all know that that's no secret he doesn't make stars anymore though and maybe this is why maybe because there is Nobody that he can make a star out of because everybody who's come through has been made stars in their own of, you know, of their own self. It's very rare that someone in NXT has come over to the main roster and, you know, they could be repackaged and put together how he wants them to be. No, it's usually somebody who's already made. And then when they get to the main roster, everyone complains about the fact that, oh, my God, they're going to be changed or, you know, oh, I hope I hope he doesn't fuck with them or mess them up. I don't think Vince McMahon want to deal with that. Now, look, I'm not sitting here giving him excuses. I'm not saying that the releases were acceptable. I'm just saying it is what it is. And business is business. And if if a brand or whatever it was was dying and it's time to hang it up, then it's time to hang it up. It's time to repackage. It's time to get back to the drawing board and get back to what worked for you before or what was working or what you know will eventually work. Me, personally, I think... WWE will be better off with a developmental system to where they can create their own stars and build people up and maybe not have people go, oh, my God, if they get caught up from NXT, they're going to they're going to be changed. No. Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They might be changed, but at least it won't be from a gimmick or a personality that was that 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 or that they were long enough to where people would for example AJ Styles or Finn Balor like you know uh, you don't want Vince McMahon touching those guys you know what i mean but if you got someone named Brandon Baker right who's a young buck who ain't never wrestled in any you know of the impact in AEW or New Japan or nothing who's just starting out or someone who was an athlete, a pro athlete, who's never worked in any of these other places who, you know, could potentially be a big star. You get them in NXT, their name is, I forgot what I said before. I'll just say Brandon, Brandon Baker. I think I said Brandon Baker before. Um, and then they get called up and now they're not Brandon Baker anymore. They're Hakeem Justice. But you know, they not only their name changes, but their whole gimmick changes as well. Let WWE get back into their bag. Let them figure it out. Let's not jump to conclusions. I know everybody's future. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, um, Raquel Gonzalez, just everybody. Everybody uh, future is kind of in the air right now. We don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully, hopefully. Um, look, man, they're, everybody going to be good regardless. Hopefully. You know, we see Gargano and Champa 
and everyone who's been in NXT for a long time get called up because I do think it's time to get some new faces, some fresh faces. Because like I said, Hardy ain't going to be there forever. Orton ain't going to be there forever. Cena not going to be there forever. Goldberg, Lashley, MVP, Shelton, they're all not going to be there forever. John Morrison, not going to be there forever. Miz, literally not going to be there forever. It's time for some fresh, young, new faces um, on WWE programming. But you can't knock Vince for wanting to do it his way. And that's just it. I'm not going to spend no time. I spent like fucking... 10 minutes talking about that. So let's get into the re- review uh, aspect of the post show real quick. Uh, they started off with Randy Orton uh, opening up the show. Big pop. Good to see uh, Randy Orton back. Um, uh, uh, I almost called him Matt Riddle. Or No, I almost called him Super King of Bros. Uh, Riddle came out, and of course, he was excited. We all knew he was going to be excited to see Randy Orton. Um, and at that point, uh, AJ Styles and Omos rock, walk out to the ring, make fun of Riddle and Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton goes off on AJ Styles and tells him that, uh, the only thing bigger than Styles' ego is the big jackass in his corner. And AJ Styles challenges Randy Orton to a match later on in the night. Uh, Orton accepts. He tries to RKO Styles, but Styles avoids it and he rolls out of the ring. And then uh, Orton attempts to RKO on Omos, but Omos shoves him away, rolls out of the ring. Riddle tries to RKO on Omos. Omos uh, counters it with a choke slam, and Riddle rolls out of the ring. Orton stares down at him, and he, he says, that wasn't very smart, and then he leaves. Um, I already knew what this was setting up for. Um, it's obviously leading to RK Bro becoming Raw Tag Team Champions, which I think is a good move. It's pretty cool. It's pretty dope, but look, man, and this after SummerSlam, they're going to do something. Like I said, we're going to have to see some serious shift, not just in NXT, but in the main roster. And I forget when the draft is happening or if that's even still happening. I hope it is. Um, But we'll see. Um, Baron Corbin showed up on Raw tonight. He went up against Drew McIntyre, um, guessing he's wanting some money. He asked him for 100K, and McIntyre said, why not 200K or 300K? And then he uh, Corbin attacked him. Then McIntyre counts down and hits him with a Claymore and uh, pinned him for the 1-2-3. Drew McIntyre wins that match. After the match, Jenner Mahal, Veer, and Shanky walk down to the ramp, but then McIntyre grabs Angela, and then they back off, and Angela is the Claymore of the sword. Um so, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a sword fight at SummerSlam between those two. Who knows? Karrion Cross uh, was back again on Monday Night Raw tonight. And so was Jeff Hardy. And I thought, okay, they're going to go back to, obviously, what, that's what they did. They went back to the video package to Cross's debut when he fought Hardy. When Hardy beat him and used his feet on the ropes uh, to do so. I was like, okay, Jeff Hardy's going to win this match too. Um, and it was a decent match. It was a decent match. I think they, should, they need to start using Jeff Hardy more, man. Use Hardy until he can't be used no more. He's, he's popular. Um, he's got his music back, but now he's got to be used in a meaningful way. And hopefully they, they, I don't know, they move forward with this. Karrion Cross picked up the victory by making Hardy tap out with the cross jacket um, after a disgusting doomsday Saito. Um, and look, man, I can't say that I wasn't surprised 
but I can't say that I was surprised. I don't know if that makes any sense. Y'all know what I'm saying. I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. Karrion Cross picked up the victory. I like this. I like this. I know. I know. I know y'all want Scarlet. I want Scarlet too. We're going to get Scarlet though. I, I promise. I bet you we'll get Scarlet. I know we'll get Scarlet soon. I hope we get Scarlet. Um, <laughs> Karrion Cross starts to leave and then he notices Jeff Hardy starting to get up and he, he grabbed him and he hits another doomsday Saido and um, he puts him in the cross jacket again. So again, cross drawing that heat. He's uh being aggressive. You know, I liked it. I liked it. I understood it. I loved it. Next match we got was Alexa bliss versus do drop. Um, and this match was kind of weird. It was stupid. Do drop was distracted by Lily who winks at do drop. And then bliss rolls up do drop for the win. Stupid. As fuck. Eva Marie yelled at Dewdrop after the match. Blah, 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 blah. Batch day segment. Um, hurting for squirting. John Morrison. Uh, Sheamus. Getting ready to go up against Ricochet. And a United States Championship contenders match. Um, and this match was pretty good. Ricochet. Ever since he took them tight ass pants off. He'd been, he been going crazy. He always go crazy. But. I mean, Ricochet, it's nice to see you back in the ring gear, bro. Um, he landed a flying head scissors off the top springboard clothesline by Ricochet. Ricochet get, gets a near fall after a springboard moonsault. Uh, he tried to lift Sheamus, but uh, he couldn't get him up. Ricochet then dives off the top, but Sheamus headbutts him with the mask uh, as he <laughs> went flying through the air. And then uh, he Sheamus hit him with the uh, bro kick. And then he pinned him for the one, two, three. Sheamus wins after the match. This is what confused me. Now, I said something on Twitter and shout out to my guy, Mikhail. Um, <laughs> I had said, okay, so look, let me say that Damian Priest walked down to the ring and Priest got into the ring and I was like, oh shit, he's getting ready to challenge Sheamus, right? I thought he was going to grab a mic, but they just got into each other's face. Sheamus backed off. Sheamus tried to sneak attack, but Damian Priest uh, clotheslined him or dumped him out of the ring, back body drop out of the ring. Uh, John Morrison's music hit. We get John Morrison versus Damian Priest again. And throughout this match, I'm like, ah, more shenanigans, more, you know, Miz, drip stick, drip, drip, all this shit. It's more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it. And it was just, it was just getting annoying. And I tweeted out of frustration. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Damian Priest gets released soon or something, something like that. And my guy, Mikhail said, He's getting ready. Like I know what he. I know what he felt. He's probably like, "Yo, chill. He finna. Get, he finna get. He finna get the U.S. title. Relax, my guy." <laughs> because um, after the match, um, after being hit with the drip stick by Miz, uh, drip drip, Damian Priest laughs it off and he drops John Morrison with the reckoning, and then he pins John Morrison. And then after the match, uh, Priest takes all of Miz's drip sticks and he uses them on. Uh, John Morrison and he goes to hit Miz but then Miz stands up out of his wheelchair and then you know of course everyone's surprised like what the hell and then Miz runs away and then um, Priest grabs a mic uh, Sheamus interrupted him uh, and then Damian Priest challenged Sheamus to a US title match at SummerSlam Sheamus accepted and then uh, John Morrison rolled back in the ring tried to attack him Priest then hit him with a bro kick and then he told Sheamus that's going to be him at SummerSlam so all right, I prejudged. I said that out of anger. 
I don't think that they're going to release Damian Priest. I know that he's getting ready to get a nice U.S. title push. I hope. I hope so. Um, shout out to my guy, Mikhail, though, man. That's my dude. You know what I'm saying? That's my fucking dude. Um, we get Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Mansoor apologizes backstage. Mansoor gifted him with a new ring coat. Looks fucking dope. Um, but the matchup we got next was Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali against T-Bar with Mansoor and Mace ringside. Um, this match was everything that you know I thought it was. It was pretty much a, re- a rematch, uh, a remake from T-Bar and Mansoor the week prior. T-Bar ended up picking up the victory. Um, and after the match, T-Bar and Mace tried a double team on Ali. Mansoor cleared the ring after a drop kick off the top rope. Um, Ali still kind of looking surprised by, I guess, Mansoor and how he's handling himself and what he's doing in the ring. And I don't know, man. This could go either way. But I clearly think, I don't know. Let me ask y'all. Would y'all... Would y'all, I don't know, I guess it's the WWE in me. Like, it's I'm trained, like, because Vince don't wait on shit. Like, I, I just see it coming. I see Mansoor turning on Mustafa Ali. I see it happening, you know. But I would like to see them as a tag team more. I would like to see it. We all thought that Dewdrop and Eva Marie was going to split real early, but obviously that's not the case. They're not splitting yet. I mean, she got irritated at um, Dewdrop tonight, but... I don't see them splitting up right now. That's later. That's later. Um, we got a backstage 24-7 segment per use as uh, Reggie was taking pictures with the 24-7 championship. He took note and said um, that, you know, he, he's, he likes this. He's not used to this. He was always used to taking pictures of uh, hundreds of pictures of Carmella and, and uh, Nia Jax and only for them to use one, and now he gets to take a bunch of pictures. The spotlight is on Reggie, man. Um, Akira Tozawa and R-Truth. He, uh, Tozawa almost won a 24-7 title, but the, it was interrupted by R-Truth, and then Reggie flip-flopped and did all his shit all the way um, to getting away and running outside, I'm assuming. And then uh, R-Truth threw in there. He said he's in Xbox mode. <laughs> he's in Xbox mode. <laughs> Um, so that was cool. Shout out Reggie, man. Reggie doing his shit. Um, nice little in-ring segment by Bobby Lashley and MVP. MVP on the mic saying a lot of things. He threatened Goldberg's son. Um, or Goldberg lied and said that MVP threatened his son, rather. And MVP said he would never do that. MVP said he was merely imploring Goldberg's son to tell, uh, to tell him his father uh, Lashley's gonna tell him that he's gonna end his father's. Lashley's gonna end his father's career. God damn. Um, and MVP uh, spoke to Gage directly in the camera, and he said once again, he asked him stop his. He says stop your father from you know getting his career ended at SummerSlam. Lashley grabs the mic and he he says at SummerSlam Goldberg isn't next. He's done. Now I'm pretty sure we're gonna get a huge spear from Gage. At SummerSlam, that's going to make 70,000 people erupt at Allegiant Stadium. I'm pretty sure. It should happen. It should happen. I hope it does happen, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, We get Rhea Ripley versus 
the Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Ash. Um, and I don't know what y'all was thinking. What y'all thought y'all was going to get a Monday Night Raw without the Queen City? You're damn right Charlotte was in the building. She was in the building. Okay? This match ended in a no contest because Charlotte said, eh, 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 eh. That's what Charlotte said. Okay? She hit the ring. She pushed Nikki off the top rope. Uh, she suplexed Nikki, and then she drops rib with a natural selection. Looking good, too. Lord have mercy. Can she look any better? Every week, the Queen City Charlotte Flair looking her best, living her best. Shout out Andrade. You know, shout out Andrade. You know, he keeping mommy right, you know. <laughs> he keeping mommy right. No, I'm just playing with y'all. No, but look, Charlotte, I, I'm going to say it again. I've been saying it. The best. Women's women's in ring perform. She might be the best in ring performer. Period. I don't think Kenny Omega got shit on Charlotte Flair. She'll wrestle circles around the best bout machine. I don't know. I'm just saying y'all can't say I'm wrong because y'all ain't never seen it. Okay, so y'all can't say nothing. Charlotte Flair backstage says she created a strategic opportunity by attacking Nikki and Rhea Ripley tonight. If either of them were on her level, listen to this. If either of them were on her level, they would have seen it coming. Charlotte Flair says everyone can keep praying for her downfall, but nothing is going to stop her from walking out of SummerSlam, the Raw Women's Champion. <sighs> Y'all, I don't want to keep saying it, but from the Queen City. Charlotte going to leave Las Vegas Raw Women's Champion. I can guarantee you that. Okay? I can guarantee you that. <laughs> um, what else happened on this goddamn show? I'm not going to lie. I didn't. Oh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Backstage, Orton says he distanced, and he distanced himself from Riddle. Because he's better off alone. Come on, man. We all know what's going to happen. This is telegraphed. This is the most telegraphed ending of Monday Night Raw ever. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles with Omos. It was a good match. AJ Styles tried a phenomenal forearm, but Orton catches with us uh, or catches Styles midair with an RKO for the one, two, three after the match. Uh, Riddle tried to convince Orton to hug him, uh, but Randy Orton refused. Riddle then kept begging and begging and begging and begging. And then we finally got it. We finally got Randy Orton, Riddle, hugging it out. Uh, Riddle and Orton celebrating. Again, telegraph, seeing it coming. Orton then RKO's Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. He RKO's Matt Riddle. Orton shakes his head and kind of chuckles. And then um, Riddle's just laying there. It kind of looked like. They're still like that, like they're okay. Like he still accepted, but he's, it was kind of like an RKO, like, all right, yeah, we're cool, but I got to do this type of situation. So yeah, Riddle, um, Orton, Raw Tag Team Championships. I know it's coming. I'm glad it's coming. Um, can't wait to see if and when or if they become champions. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's in the future for, um, 
Mr. Uh, Randy Orton. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too sure if this is this this the way they're gonna go. But that was pretty much it. That was that was Monday Night Raw. Like I said, nothing special, nothing crazy. Um, just normal Monday Night Raw shit. Um, and that's it. I went um longer than I expected. I kind of went on a little rant. I'm glad I got that out though, because I didn't want to wait until Sunday. Um, but that's it, man. I'm not going to stay here too long. I'm not going to keep yap, yap, yappity yap. I give raw a six out of 10. Um, hopefully they get better after SummerSlam. I know nothing's going to be changed. Nothing's going to be different until after takeover and after SummerSlam. I can't expect too much before then, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, that's it. I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in, um, for the Monday night raw post show. Um, make sure you guys, like I said, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Tronic, follow the show at within the ropes on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash, um, within the ropes podcast, or just go to within the ropes podcast.com. Everything is there. The Twitter, uh, all the, um, streaming platforms you can subscribe to and listen everywhere. The YouTube is there. Um, and like I said, man, got some dope content coming to the YouTube very, very soon. Some original content that's going to, oh, yeah, you're going to dig it. Yeah. Um, and that's it. The Queen City Raw Women's Championship in her near future. We all know it. Um, she's better than Britt Baker. I don't care what nobody says. She's better than Kenny Omega, damn it. All right. Everyone have a good night. Um, and I'll be back tomorrow for some NXT back on the USA Network. Oh, boy, this is going to be a weird episode of NXT. I wonder if they're going to have any type of explanation for Tyler Rust and his absence and Bronson Reed and, um, and you know, anybody else who was on TV, which I'm pretty sure they're not because there was guys who got released that continued. They continued to have in on two five live. So. No explanation, not expecting it. Would be nice, though. Just something. Have a good night, wrestling fans. Thanks for tuning in.